solve this right. Have you noticed this? Whenever, whenever we <laughs> like mention, whenever we mention a new game, Sav automatically goes, "No, I hear it's not very good." <laughs> <laughs> and so then, good. and then, whoever is like talking about the game is then like on the back foot trying to like defend <laughs> this game and and point out all its good points. <laughs> it's, it's good, man. It's it's such a sweet response. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's it's taken me four years to have realize you, that you do. Have, have you heard about this uh, Red Dead Redemption Two? I hear it's not very good. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that too. Hey, welcome to episode 37 of Front Seat Gamer. I'm Nick. I'm here with Severn. Hey, Nick. And Blake. What's up? And special guest, Leanne Booten. Hi. Uh, she's an indie game developer from New Zealand. You've done a lot of the Ludum Daris and maybe Game Jams as well. Um, yep. So Global Game Jam and Kiwi Jam, which is okay. a New Zealand-specific one that happens right. in winter when everyone is bored and, and wants something to do. And earlier you were humble bragging that you <laughs> have made it to the top 10 yeah. of a bunch of the Ludum Daris. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> Usually nice. when I've worked with other people, though. Uh, for people who don't know, Ludum Dari is a, I think it's a 48-hour... Yep, um, so um, if you do it solo, it's 48 hours. In mm-hmm. a team, it's 72 hours. And it's a global competition that gets around 2,000 to 3,000 entries yeah. every single time. Happens yeah. every three months. Um, and you work against a theme. Mm-hmm. And... In in some luckier places, they have actual sites where you can go and make a game. But in New Zealand, we don't really. So right. it's usually sit at home in a room for seventy two hours in the yep. dark. <laughs> yeah, um, I I was invited to a few in Australia. I never went because um, forty eight hours of game development is a, a very stressful amount of time. It is. Yeah, that's um, sort of the point, though, right? Is it's yeah. you only have forty eight hours. You have to make a working game. Yeah, I think the goal was to prove that you don't have to spend years <laughs> making a game. That, that and um, the first global game jam I did, I didn't know anything about game design, just that I wanted to be a concept artist. Um, I went along not knowing anything about making sprite sheets or textures or anything. Mm-hmm. And it was it was super fun. Um, you're under a crunch time for that entire time. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they can't cope with it. And it is a good test to see whether you even want to be in the games industry. Right. Um, but for me, I loved it. And I knew from then, this is what I want to do with mm-hmm. my time. Um, but yeah, so many people go in and they come out just a complete wreck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the people I too, I saw go every time were exhausted by the Yeah. Games, yeah. And unable to do much for a couple of days. Yeah. I think the pressure has gotten... Um, more and more intense with Global Game Jam as more people move to um, using things like Unity and Unreal mm-hmm. because they are slower tools to use right. and there is a lot more pressure to do to make a big 3D game um, and they get like scope blowout so right. so yeah. easily yeah. Um, so normally when we uh, start off the podcast we talk about what we've been playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally been playing the new Hearthstone expansion and Clash of Royale. <laughs> Clash, Roy- Clash of Royale? Clash Royale. How's it um, going? Um, good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, I'm hovering around like 2,500 trophies. Um, they've introduced some new legendaries, new cards, and, uh, and they've done some rebalancing. And I'm really feeling the pain from not actually having any legendary cards. I face, I'd say, every 
one or two games I face a, a deck that has a legendary or two, and it really makes a huge difference, the power level of that deck. Um, I think the actual the pay-to-win component of that game really shines through in the legendaries. They are so much better or have so much more utility than standard units um, and are more efficient in terms of their elixir cost at the level that you get them that it's um, uh, it, it's silly to not use one if you have it. Um, and if you have it, it basically makes whatever you're playing better. So um, I, I run into against, I run against opponents who have uh, gotten a higher rating than their skill level allows because they've got stronger cards. And so I'll, I'll be able to beat them because they're playing badly, but it's still close because like their cards are just that much stronger. Um, so when are you going to start paying? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> probably never. Yeah, but there's yeah. so much you just said. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, it makes me less have like a, a less fun when I realize this, <laughs> and like I'm like, well, okay, this feels a bit gross. So you just you're just powering through then. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'm I'm maybe starting to burn out. We'll see how yeah. I go over the next week or two. Okay. But um. There's a good chance that like my Clash Royale career is coming to an end. Wow. <laughs> What's going to be next? I saw there's a Vikings Clash, no, War of Clans that looks... Uh, it looks identical? Uh, it looks like <laughs> one of those types. Okay. One of those classic uh, War Clan games. Is it is it the Clash of Clans style one or it, the Clash it looked, Royale style? It looks more Clash one. of Clans style okay, than yeah, Clash I, Royale. I don't, I don't think I have any interest in that. All right. Probably stick with Hearthstone. Yeah. Or uh, maybe I'll give League of Legends a try again. Who knows? Really? Yeah, why yeah. not? I like League of Legends. Okay. Uh, how about you, Severn? What have you been playing? Um, Uncharted came out. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Not as good as GTA? <laughs> it is yeah. the most Grand Theft Auto-like Uncharted game. I heard it. I, I heard it's not good. <laughs> I heard it's not good, too. <laughs> What's that? I heard it's not good. Um, okay. We were just talking before the podcast that... Severn for years, whenever he hears a game brought up, oh, has right. said, um, <laughs> I've heard it's not good. No matter what the game is, yeah. he'll reply with, I've heard it's not good. It's such just a great to, response. Just to get a response. <laughs> um, and so yeah. we've started doing it. And I've only, I've, only, I've only realized this after four years of knowing Severn. <laughs> it actually is really good. Yeah. I've heard it's not, though. What's that? 8.8 8 out of 10, which means it's bad. Okay. Right? Yeah, okay. I, guess. I mean, it's no, Grand Theft, it's no Grand Theft Auto, right? What's that? It's no Grand Theft Auto. Uh, there are parts that remind you of Grand Theft Auto. The driving? Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, the fact that you're a thief? <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh-huh. Yeah, and you're stealing stuff? Yeah. Punching colored people. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and murdering. Mass murdering. Yeah. 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 Um, there are streets in it. So it looks... Mm-hmm. It looks really nice. Like I've I've seen some like behind the scenes stuff, and um... it's an absolutely stunning game. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've been watching it be played through because you know I haven't played the others. Um, the facial animation is amazing. Just, yeah, it's it's incredible. I'm I'm really astounded with um, the current generation of consoles and what they're actually doing with faces and yeah. just body animations in general and the landscapes in that game are crazy and I, I don't know if you've seen any of the physics stuff 
that they've been doing where you shoot a rock on a cliff face and it causes a rock slide and wow no I just everything just falls down and just like oh sliding God. through mud and just little things like that that really God. add up wow it is it is impressive that it's running on um playstation because I, yeah. I i would have thought that oh you can't get that outside of a computer yeah and out of outside of a pc yeah sort of the leaps between you know dragon age inquisition which was a beautiful game and then this it's mm. it's a huge leap it's so different so i have a question for you leanne yeah you've been working as an indie developer mm -hmm. you don't probably work in teams of more than what five people um biggest team i've worked with was nine and that was at a game jam and it right. was it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. So you prefer like much smaller teams. Oh, right? but those yeah. are game jams. Game, game oh, jams yeah, yeah. Anyway. I mean, it, it, that was more of an exercise in how many people can we rope into this really ridiculous mm -hmm. project for, you know, two days. Um, my main job, I work with two people. Mm -hmm. um, I have just started working at a new place, which is a 10-person team. So we'll see wow. how that pans out. That's sort of my first big job. Right. Um, but mostly I work as a contractor. Okay. So by myself at home, usually. Yeah. So when you're looking at a game like Uncharted, mm -hmm. which is made by, you know, a team of hundreds of yeah. of employees and with extremely specialized skills, like there's probably one or two guys who just only do facial animation, right? Yeah. Um, uh, are there lessons that you take away from that in terms of, because you, you have to wear a lot of hats when you're making Yeah. Games, right? um, I mean, I, I program, I do 2D art, concept stuff, animation, sure. and... I mean, at first when I was making games, I felt like nothing I, I did was ever going to be good enough. Right. But now I can play AAA games and, and realize, okay, I'm just one person. Right. These games have so many people working on them. And just being able to talk to other people who do work in big studios and realizing how much actually goes into those sort of games. Yep. And it, it makes me appreciate them a lot more. Because, sure. yeah, like everyone has to work together in that environment you know, it's not just me doing everything and hoping for the best. Mm. Um, I think I would, you know, the concept of working in a bigger team does appeal to me because mm. um, I've worked alone for so long and I don't get the whole, you know, you hang out with your studio, you right. get to do social things with them. Yeah. You know, Friday I don't get, yeah, whatever, exactly. Sure. And I, I don't get to do that, which kind of sucks. You know, yeah. you don't get the feedback. You, you don't bounce ideas off other people as well, which I think is super important. On the other hand, you're not beholden to someone else, right? Yeah, that's true as well. Um, as the only artist working on my current project, I'm just working with one programmer. I get, you know, I get all of the say in mm -hmm. what the designs are, which is great. But I realize in a proper studio, that's not going to be the case. And often you're not working on an idea that your soul is in, mm -hmm. you know, and you kind of have to accept that as a thing and you have to make a decision of am i okay with working on things i may not even want to play or do i need to be a purist and just produce what i want right and i think a lot of indie developers don't realize that and they go into it just i guess wanting to make money they they want to have that one idea that will make them rich right quick, and it just it doesn't work like that do you when you're playing or when you're watching a game like Uncharted, are there things that you are thinking, oh, I can apply something they just did to something I'm working on right now? Um, I think if I worked more in 3D, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I do pay attention to things um, such as physics. Mm -hmm. um, like the new Tomb Raider, the hair physics are beautiful. And I, I think that's the one thing I always notice in new games. How well did they do the hair uh -huh. and fur and stuff like that? Um, 
and I, yeah, I guess if I worked in 3D, it would make more of an impact. Um, but so is it just a completely different beast to it is, like you're, yeah. it's more like you're watching a movie and you're yeah, just enjoying yeah, it for, for what sure. it is as opposed to the <laughs> lessons think, you can take away? I think that some lessons that I can take away from newer games is that they want to be more like movies. That's they true. want to tell that story and to have the player be able to sit there and watch and play on a much easier mode if mm-hmm. they want to just take in that story. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, so for me, even though I tend to make arcade style games for game jams, when I do go to making a full length game, I want it to have that important, you know, in-depth story that really pulls people in. And, you know, I don't think you have to be a triple A studio to write something that's really compelling mm. and people tend to forget that, mm. you know? And yeah, it, it is good to see modern games that really are taking story writing much more importantly. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. This has definitely been a big shift towards yeah. uh, the a strong story. Yeah. In, in a game. Although we still have, you know, your dumb shooters that <laughs> don't really care. Doom. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you're, there's, <laughs> there's, there's the, monsters. You gotta the, shoot them. The new Doom I hear, though, has been, like, praised because people, it doesn't have a really a strong like story. It's just like... Is. Well, I mean, with Doom, you just want to be able to run around and shoot yeah, things. I, you, you don't want the... Yeah, I'm really curious story. with the new Doom because I love first-person shooters, but I will only play them on the PC, firstly, and I hate cover shooters, like where you're just right. constantly hiding and you have regenerating health. I right. really like the old school. You're just running guns blazing, and I'm really curious to know if Doom has gone back to that. My understanding is that it has. My my real question is, uh, will if, if it were called anything other than Doom, how well-received would it be? Like, yeah. how much of this is... Oh, this is like mm. the old Doom, I mean, and it's called yeah. Doom. <laughs> this is I remember this. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. And how much of it would be like this is actually a good game? Like if it I was think, called, if it was called yeah. like Modern Warfare Demon Face or whatever, you know. <laughs> Games like that have happened. Like um, uh, I don't remember the names of it, but there were there was one that came out a few years back that was trying to evoke games of the past, like Doom. Yeah. that was just more like bro dudes shooting monsters kind of anything. thing and it was yeah and it was just like fully compared to doom and, yeah. and people liked it because of that okay but i think yeah i think maybe there is something in the name that yeah. because it's doom it you know has a way more nostalgia it gets a free pass on yeah. some of the dumb yeah. stuff because it's it's like if you're going to see um uh i don't know like uh an evil dead movie you expect sort of cheesy yeah. Yeah. zombie f- horror fun um and if it were if it were called like, I don't know, the day of the, I don't know, if it was trying to come across as a seriously scary zombie movie mm. and it was cheesy and hokey, you'd be like, this is terrible. This is terrible. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it, but it looked like that remade Evil Dead movie was trying to be more serious. Right. Which is why I didn't watch it. Right. But then I could be wrong. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, to bring it back a little bit. Oh yeah, um, you, you, you t- you t- no, you touched on 3D a little bit. What, what what are your thoughts on 3D? I've noticed in the past having like 2D flatmates and 2D workmates. A lot of people are very. I, I think you mean they they work in 2D. They, oh, work, yeah. sorry. they weren't just drawings. They're flatmates. Yeah. Very two dimensional. I only care. Rapper the rapper. They have personality. But but these these artists, they're the very. They're very into 2D, and yeah. the suggestion of like even looking into 3D is a, a turn off, Be- right. because they're so into that art and and you know what you can create in yeah. 2D. 
Um, well, I started off as um, a traditional painter and illustrator. Mm -hmm. um, and the, fir the first global game jam I went to, one of the first things that I heard in the keynote was programmers hate artists because they don't understand the workflow. And that was drilled into me. And I, from there, I learned how to program because I just wanted to be, I, I guess I, I, I wanted to be liked in whatever job I chose. I wanted to be able to work with people without causing too many problems. Mm -hmm. And now I'm actually teaching myself 3D um, because I feel it's important to upskill. And, yeah, you know, I, I want to see more artists who do, who work in galleries and stuff like that. I want to see them go into the game development scene mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's important. You need to, a lot of artists have stories they want to tell. And some, for me, I felt that just, a static drawing wasn't enough anymore. Yep. I, I completely make, agree with you. Yeah. You need to be able to make your characters alive. And, yep. you know, now I'm not satisfied with 2D characters moving around on screen. I want to see them in 3D. Oh, there's so much work involved making a 2D character move. Yeah. Um, probably comparable to like a 3D character. Yeah. And that, I'm finding on... that, I mean, the skills I've learned in 2D animation are easily translated to 3D. It's, mm -hmm. it's not difficult. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I mean, the thing is, there are people studying game design who are learning 2D and 3D. I need to catch up to those people, mm. you know, because I don't want to go to university at this point in life. So I have to have these skills. Otherwise, I'm, you know, I'm just going to fail as a developer. And especially when people are going into game jams and they all want to do 3D games now, mm. you know, my skill set is eventually going to become redundant. Which kind of sucks. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think of it like that. Like, <laughs> I, who, who would have thought that pixel art was going to stay in? Yeah. You know, and, and make this massive noise. Yeah, the resurgence of pixel art has been crazy. That that yeah. lanky pixel art look yeah, is... Yeah, that sword and sorcery. Um, real yeah. hot right now. Voxels as well, right? Like, oh, Minecraft yeah. is... Yep, Crossy like Road's killing biggest, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> These are, those were, like, those were experimented with in the mid-90s as an alternative to polygons. Mm. And um, deemed basically inefficient and, and terrible, and now they're back with a vengeance. Dude, yeah, it's got such a cool look to it yeah. as well. Because mm. um, it turns out you can just like physics works really well with oh, keys. I yeah. I, I don't think we're gonna see a return to the like Star Fox Star Fox like super oh, no. low poly untextured single color. No, no. Uh, wait wait thirty years. Be <laughs> yeah, well, it makes you I, I genuinely start to wonder like is that? A, I mean, actually, now that I think about it, there are games that like really take advantage of like the you know it looks like an eighties. Uh, war games style. Yeah. Yeah. I have <laughs> like, seen some games that do use vertex shading in yeah. really interesting ways, right. and it looks quite nice. But yeah, I mean, I think people, you know, you shouldn't mock what tools are out there, and you have people who are like pixel art purists, and I really don't like those sort of people because <laughs> I, I understand working in constraints if it's relevant to what you're doing, but then telling other people who do pixel art, no, you should work in 16 colors and mm. you use transparency so sorry but mm. this sucks that's wrong people should have the freedom to work in whatever medium they want to mm, get across their point. ideas yeah yeah and you know I, I i think for me i would like to see people learning new skills and and realizing that technology is not scary and coding mm. isn't scary 3d isn't scary <laughs> you brought up like you wanted to see people uh who are in galleries making games yeah. which i thought was like a very interesting point because um I mean, I think as like fans of games, we all think of games as like a potential form of art, right? Yeah. There are some beautiful games that are artworks, um, but they weren't made by people trying to make art necessarily. Mm -hmm. They were just trying to make the best game they could. Yeah. Um, 
and like we saw i think in the, like the you know 60s there were artists who started to make film and they were art films yeah um and then you know I mean, now there's like tons of video art and some you know i've seen some of it and it's terrible but <laughs> but you know there's also some really good stuff and and um that was like a direction that I think had to happen for film to be taken more seriously was yeah. like the artists approach it as a medium for themselves as opposed to people approaching the medium for themselves and trying to make art on it. Yeah. Um, so that was a, uh, I think you, you raise a very good point that like um, at some point artists need to embrace this as a, a possible form of expression. Yeah. I mean, I would say that a lot of the creative industries aren't really separate anymore. Mm. You know, they all bleed over into each other and people need to embrace that and not think of it as like, well, here are musicians over here and mm -hmm. here are the artists over here. It's, it's not the case anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Blake, what did you play? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, have, what have you been playing? Uh, I, I played, uh, uh, I've been playing Dark Souls uh and uh but this this week um i got hooked on a game called stellaris um has have you guys seen this game this at all name sounds familiar it's uh it's made by paradox who make like the crusader kings yeah oh yep 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 um and yeah so it's a 4x like empire building space game uh that Quite a few people in the office have kind of like gotten weirdly obsessed with in the last week as well. Like, I keep walking in the kitchen and people are talking about how their empires are doing and and like what subspecies they're purging and <laughs> or or um. Go on. I was telling Severn about this uh, this metahuman uh, subspecies that popped up in my empire that I've been that keep. Uh, they 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 come from like one planet. Um, oh, so I guess okay, the, the game you, you start off in in a solar system, and uh -huh. you then expand out to other solar systems, colonize those, and uh, you can create like sectors. Uh, at a certain point, you'll be managing too many planets, um, and you're building stuff on the planets to you know make resources or like uh, yeah populate that planet so you have like more income that kind of thing. Um, and at a certain point, you're managing too many planets, so you can sector off these planets mm -hmm. into, uh, well, basically like space uh, suburbs kind right. of thing. So what do you, when you say you're managing too many planets, what what form does that take? Like, are you being penalized? Well, I, yeah, you, you actually are. You can have, um, you, you can yourself run, um, you, well, you can run all the planets if you want, but right. there is like, uh, you get to a certain point where you start getting like uh, minus minus uh, resources to to those planets is that just because you're you are struggling to manage them uh no it's it's the game will actually penalize you for having over the the set amount okay interesting um yeah and it is is kind of weird that it does that um but it's trying to force you into this yeah but it's, suburb it's mechanic. Trying to, yeah yeah um which is fine i sure. really like having the suburb thing because i don't want to manage 50 and at the point i'm at now i've probably got like 50 planets or more mm -hmm. i don't want to be hand managing those um because if, if you've ever played like civilization and you have like a giant uh empire you do get to a point in the late game where every turn you're just going from one city to the next building the exact same thing yeah and because you at that point you've worked out like a build order yeah and so you kind of do once you start getting to that point in stellaris you're like well i'll let the ai take over and you just sector off all these systems mm -hmm. and then you you can then like tell the system the sector what to focus on so you can focus on like military or or 
that energy as a resource or, or whatever, or research or, or whatever. Um, and you can also assign a governor to those sectors who then has his own like traits that then boost the sector. Um, but yeah, the, the, there's a th the, you can get into some weird um, some weird ethics okay. uh, because uh, I, I, I colonized a, a planet. Um, I was playing as humans, and I colonized a planet that had a bunch of like attributes that were um, it had like uh, unstable weather and like uh, un I think unstable tectonics or something like that. So it was like quite a, a kind of a shitty planet to be living on. <laughs> But it was like it was it was a Earth like planet. It's just a lot of earthquakes and bad weather. It was Christchurch the planet. <laughs> yeah, it was Christchurch the planet. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, after like maybe an hour or so, and I hadn't even thought about this planet. It was just one of many that I colonized. I get this event pop up saying that because of all the um, the, the the crazy the harsh living on that planet mm -hmm. uh the the humans on that planet have started to augment themselves and wow. genetically engineer themselves and they class themselves now as a separate species to human what? and they call themselves metahumans <laughs> and they they themselves had all these different attributes they were like stronger huh. than regular humans they were like um they more adaptable and stuff like that and, and so i was like these guys are great i'm gonna use these these guys are better way better than regular humans i'm gonna uh -huh. use them to colonize everywhere so I started doing that, and then at one and then at one point I saw a faction had popped up saying that the metahumans, um, there are uh, there's civil unrest on the that planet, um, and they're fighting the like m militia had popped up, protests had popped up on this planet between the humans, the regular humans, and the mm -hmm. metahumans because leadership is breeding metahumans everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, <laughs> and, and um. Yeah, so I had the option to like support the metahumans or support the, uh -huh. the regular humans or leave them. So and I was obviously. like, and I was like, I like the metahumans. I'm going to support them. <laughs> yeah. So they ended up taking over the planet and killing all the all the humans there. And I was like, oh, I feel kind of bad about that. But these metahumans are way better. So, so that that was great. And wow. I started using them to colonize the place. And and the metahumans and all the other sectors have been fine. Uh, it's just their metahuman homeworld. Um, another, uh, I got a pop up saying that a new faction has arrived that has arisen that um the meta meta humans no no okay. they they're they're a political faction and they mm. want they want um their planet to be uh independent so they want independence <laughs> from my empire um and i was like this is this is this is not cool but the thing is they're they're part of a larger sector yeah right and so um them being a minority in that sector uh, they have no like voting kind of power, right. so they actually have like on on the larger scale they have like no following for right. for independence. But so, if I if I made like took them out of the sector and they were their own planet, suddenly they've got like massive voting power because they're their own like mm. uh, their own entity kind of thing. Um, so I have to keep them in this like larger sector to stop them. Like I have to keep them a minority. <laughs> To uh, stop them from wow. <laughs> from wanting to, you're, to you're have gaining enough them like in power, to, society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, uh, the thing is, like um, when these when this this faction keeps popping up every every few, I don't know, tens of years or, or how many game years it is. Yeah. Uh, and there are a few like things you can do. E each planet you can um, you can do a few uh, like uh, things. I, I guess I actions. Think, actions. Yeah. And uh, one of like the the two things I use to um, 
suppress the <laughs> the metahumans. Propaganda is I use I broadcast propaganda broadcasts, yeah. which increases the happiness <laughs> because it's it's uh, I'm guessing it's just like uh, you know it's, entertainment. It's it's entertainment stuff that's like focused on being. I don't know, part of the, the you, collective or whatever. Blake mm-hmm. shaped the mountains. Blake is the yeah, best yeah, basketball yeah. player in the universe. But there's been the North other Korea typical like stuff. That, that sounds fine because it just increases the happiness. So it's like you're putting Game of Thrones. You got access to, you know, all this like entertainment. You're you're super <laughs> yeah, happy. You don't, don't want to leave the You don't want to need you. What you don't want this? Like you know. <laughs> yep. But then the other dodgy one is if that doesn't get rid of them, uh, I use one that's uh, re-education. And oh. <laughs> and wow. that's like uh, I, th- I think the thing was to uh, it, it reeducates them to uh, uh, have values more uh, closer to my core values. More in line of, with yeah, more the in rest line. of your Yeah, empire. so it's just full sure. on like yeah, a little bit of maybe brainwashing. <laughs> yep. and, Is that yeah. just like they get a giant magnet and rub it on their robot brains? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's. It's fun, like all these these yeah, weird sort of things awesome. pop up. It's called what is it called? Star- it's it's called Stellaris. Stellaris. Um, and only I only I only found out about like it came out last week, and I only found out it the week before it came out. So I was like, wow, this this is great. Um, um they the, this was uh, did you say petroglyph or no paradox? Uh, paradox. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, it doesn't get unfortunately like I'm at a point now where all that was sort of mid like mid gameish stuff. Like a lot of cool stuff happened in the mid game. Like I had this. I don't want to spoil too much, but like this faction that didn't exist before suddenly just showed up in my in my uh, and took over a bunch of like systems. Showed up in my empire for like reasons that uh, the other uh, empires had sort of triggered. So mm. they had like researched a thing or done a thing, and this was the consequences. And it just happened to be in my empire, and then I had this massive like battle. Uh, but um, yeah, a- anyway, like. That that stuff is awesome, but towards the late game, like where I'm at now, there's kind of like not much happening. We've like my. Are you basically at a stalemate with all of your nearby? I, I pretty much am. Like the galaxy has formed like two big, um, uh, what are they called? Federations. Yeah. Right, and it's very Star Trekky kind of thing. Yeah. Which are you in one of them? Yeah, I'm in one of them. Um, and so it's like if anyone, if if, if any war breaks out, it's going to be a galactic war. But yeah both the federations are quite peaceful to each other so uh-huh. at the moment i'm just sort of passively trying to extend my borders into other neighboring um empires and just like passively take them over through like border pushing yeah <laughs> yeah i think you were also playing overwatch a while ago are you still playing oh that? yeah um yeah so i i played a bit of overwatch and um it's it's an it's a cool game uh but I don't like playing it on my own. It's, I, I think it's actually kind of boring on my own. Other, other pe- like, people have other people have said otherwise, and it's just the type of person you are. But I like to play with friends. Uh, so playing with friends was like super fun. Mm. Um, but I'm still not sure if I'm actually going to get it. Right. It's, only, it, it's out in a few days, right? Yeah, I know. It's like sixty bucks. And the way I play with my friends group is maybe we'll play once or twice a month, and I'm not sure if. Right. It's kind of worth that, but it is like it's so well polished. It's like it. It actually is a lot of fun. Like I found a, a character I really like that um, basically spends the entire time flying in the air and shooting rockets down at people. And oh man, that is like totally my <laughs> my play style. 
just staying away from everyone and shooting them where they can't get me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound annoying at all. That it's great. <laughs> like a lot of fun, just yeah. blowing your, you just blow up and you don't know why. Yeah. Ooh. It's like, yeah, because I'm up there. Yeah, because you're floating yeah. above. Are you a helicopter? <laughs> no, I'm, I've got like a rocket pack. Are you the Obama oh, drone? Is yeah. that what you're playing at? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm I mean it's a great game and I'm just I was never huge I never really big into Team Fortress, so it's not really grabbing me as much as it is some people. Okay. I I really liked Team Fortress when it first came out. Um and uh they started adding like the achievements and the weapons tied to the achievements and that was kind of like, "Eh, I'm not sure I like this." And then they started just like spewing out tons and tons and tons of prizes mm. just randomized and like all those chests and i was like okay i think I'm well i mean <laughs> overwatch you're not like you don't have new weapons you don't have anything like that you just have your yeah weapons and your i actually abilities. really you enjoyed the purity of the original team fortress too yeah yeah it's it's a lot more like that like it's it's not like you have like your four abilities or whatever yeah. and you're not even it's not even like dota style you're not even leveling up the right match. there's no meta progression yeah yeah no it, cool. it's just at Sounds a certain point, you you get your you've got enough um, charge on your like ultimate, and then you can use it, and it's yep. it's fine. Yeah. Sounds great. And the um, uh, there will be a store when it comes out, um, and after like every level you get, um, every level your account gets or you get on that character, yeah, um, you get like a loot crate, and oh. right, and mm. so far it's just it's just skins and mm. it's like sprays that. In game, mm. I only realized you could go up to a wall and tag it with like you a, a spray. You can't put your own spray in Counter Strike <laughs> style. No. So well, I mean, dumb. yeah, I remember those good old days. Yeah, <laughs> some real sketchy stuff. Yeah, Get yourself banned on a bunch of servers. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you say that Overwatch is similar to how World of Warcraft's PvP used to be, where it's purely you're playing different classes yeah. against each other, and it was. I mean, old PvP in World of Warcraft was pretty well balanced. Mm. It, and, yeah. it is. It's a lot like just a PvP battleground. That sounds like something I should buy, really. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of does. Like You just go in there with your abilities. And you can like switch up your character in the middle of the game anyway. Oh, so okay. if, if you're finding that um, you can't, you know, you, your team is having trouble getting past a certain point, you're like, all right, we need a, a tank here or, mm-hmm. or a more damage or whatever. So you guys can like switch up your characters and then roll in there with a whole bunch of new people you're not stuck to just that one character mm. and there are like um there are uh, match settings where you can have it so that when you die you're automatically uh switched out to a different character and and you can't change in like during uh during a match it's just like a setting for fun kind right, of thing just it yeah. randomizes yeah, the character yeah. On every and death. actually another cool setting we did was um we uh, we were playing like versus me and my friends, and yeah. we had like there were six of us, and um, we had uh, three on one team, three on another team, and then we filled out the remaining spots with AI. And there's a, a cool match setting where after every game, the teams get reshuffled, mm. which which was quite quite cool. So if there was like an imbalance, it was only going to last for like one game. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Leanne, what have you been playing? Um. So aside from Uncharted and Dark Souls. Um, How far are you in Dark Souls? Uh, not very. Well, I, I was. My friend was playing through, and I was sort of watching. I find Dark Souls is such a fantastic game to watch. It is, yeah. Yeah, I, I tried playing it, and um, I'd been watching my flatmates play through it and do that very first boss where you right. pull the sword out of oh, the guy. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was so intimidated. I was just sort of strafing around that whole entrance for about half an hour. Like, do, do I really want to do this? Can I just walk around him and go into the hub area? Yeah, it's a little annoying because like, <laughs> oh, I, I, there, there are quite a lot of like optional bosses in Dark Souls. Yeah. And that's like one of the only non-optional bosses. Yeah. That's the first thing you fight. <laughs> yeah, I really just wanted to walk around him because it was it was terrifying just seeing how yeah. long it took for everyone else to complete it. And then my friend comes along to my house and doesn't, I think it took him two goes. Oh, right. And I was telling him, oh, this boss is so tough. You're, you're just going to have such a horrible time. And he was like, yeah, okay. So we, um, <laughs> me, me, and, me and Ed, um, who was a guest on the other podcast, uh, the last episode, uh, we started a, um, a deprived character. Yeah. Which is the one that starts with no armor, like no special abilities and just has like, they, they look like a level one, Path of Exile character with just like <laughs> rags and a wooden shield and a club. And we've been like going through that and we actually like managed to beat that boss like second try with that character. Yeah. We, yeah. I, I think it's just like you, you've you just picked up stuff along the way. Like you've just figured out. Yeah. And I think that the warrior classes are definitely better in the start. Yeah. For um, sure. I picked Herald and I felt that the boost to the Estus flasks, mm-hmm. you get you get a lot more <laughs> in Dark Souls 3. And you can move while using them. The Herald, you yeah. can cast a Miracle, but I didn't feel like there was ever a reason to. Is that the, the heal? Yeah, and, yeah, but you have to stand in position and it takes a while and you mm. really need to be able to move around while healing. Is that the heal over time one? No, this is the one you get right at the start. Oh, when, okay. So yeah. I, I basically rolled my Herald character, did the first boss and then just went on a little further and just felt like yeah. maybe this isn't the class I want to be playing. Because um, that's the class that has a spear as well, right? Which is super slow, and it wasn't at all like Dark Souls One, where you get the spear and everything dies. Yeah, <laughs> spears, spears are like that. One of the only weapon types in Dark Souls I kind of don't like because mm. it just has that sort of poke, yeah, <laughs> attack that <laughs> just do that is it? so unsatisfying. To, <laughs> to, yeah, if you're gonna swing it, just use a staff or a sword, yeah. right? I mean. Yeah. What I else are you going to do with a spear? Can you throw it? Man, I want to I mean, say there's, I wanna say there's spear, javelins right? and or maybe maybe I'm thinking of something else. No, I don't know. No, you can't throw it. Okay, well, that's dumb. Yeah, Dumb game. <laughs> you can't throw spears. Nope. I've been playing um, Stardew Valley as well, which I'm completely obsessed with. I've seen that it now that um, people who don't know Stardew Valley is basically Harvest Moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For all intents and purposes. <laughs> Now, and I loved Harvest Moon. Now, I, I had basically interrogated a coworker about Stardew Valley because I was trying to figure out if I wanted to pick it up because I was a big Harvest Moon fan. Yeah. But the thing that always turned me off of Harvest Moon is I always got to a point where my farm was so big that all of my actions had to be so precise to harvest things in time. Like, yeah. if you went one square too far and or or miswatered something or um, didn't grab something with just enough steps you were just gonna like miss out on the the cutoff time for for right your harvest and and those things would go to waste or whatever right yeah um and i didn't like that and it felt like i it, the game became more about muscle memory and <laughs> um and repetition than it did about like the fun of starting a small business mm-hmm. you know um so what is stardew valley like on that front um it doesn't really penalize you for most of your actions the only time you can really screw up is if you go into the dungeons and try and fight things Mm. that are way stronger than you other than that um 
there's so much to do in the game and you really have to choose like some days it's fine to go and harvest your crops but then you might miss out on like milking all your goats <laughs> yeah so this is yeah this is what i was running yeah. into like there's there are there was always a trade-off <laughs> and it got to the point where like i don't want to not do a thing like i yeah, want this... my my farm suffers if i if i grow it any further like i yeah. actually start losing it fun. definitely yeah it definitely feels like that at times um but i've slowly started shifting my farm into just making beer so i have like these <laughs> I have chests all over my farm just filled with fruit and vegetables and just an entire field that's like a hundred kegs and I just throw fruit in there and leave it and fruit yeah (laughs) that's how you make beer right just uh, (laughs) a couple apples some oranges a lemon some grapes that's that's beer sounds about right that's how you make beer I think the one thing I really like about Stardew Valley compared to Harvest Moon is that it um so the start of the game has you working in an office yep. and you hate your life and everyone's crying at their job. And then <laughs> your, your grandfather dies and he says, hey, I've got this That's farm. A, come, exactly come and live here if you want. <laughs> <starts>. <laughs> so, That's so funny. You, you go to this small town, but this huge corporation, which is sort of, I guess, like a Walmart. Yep. is trying to take over the town okay. and you have to make actual decisions as to whether you want this corporation to completely destroy the town or whether you want to fight them back. Right. And the townspeople aren't happy people who are all like, yay, farm life is awesome. You know, you've got an alcoholic who is... who, who, who's keeping you in business by the sounds of things. Yeah. He, uh-huh. he, <laughs> he's, he basically sits in the bar all day and, yeah. and you can marry villagers as well and yep. instantly... I fell in love with the alcoholic because who has like works in a supermarket and hates his <laughs> life and sits by the lake every night just drinking until he passes out. What's not to love? <laughs> I thought it was like maybe a commentary on my life because uh-huh. my friend she was playing it and she fell for the doctor and like instantly married him. <laughs> the worst thing was that I found out that the alcoholic guy, you can't even marry him in this version of the game. They're patching it so that you can eventually. Oh. So the the instant I found out that after I'd been like sending him pizza every night and beer. I was like, nah. Pizza and beer. Yeah. <laughs> How romantic. <laughs> it, it was his favorite thing. And, and then I realized, I realized I couldn't actually bang him anyway. So I, I just, I just let him sort of rot in his little trailer. Alcohol damages the blood vessels. Are you, are you going to go back though after this patch then? Yeah. After the next patch, I'm going to start over and marry him and like rescue him from his you horrible life. You have to start life. over? Okay, okay, so... <laughs> you really intended... I gotta marry him. Okay, I, well, I'm throwing away the farm. I gotta marry this guy. So my current game, I had this problem where I got married to someone else in the village and she she's like this goth chick who loves to eat rocks, apparently. Which what? There was a... It was some error in the dialogue. I knows what goths do. <laughs> there was an error in the dialogue where you could give her items, but if you gave her items from the dungeons... She would say, oh, thanks, I'm super hungry, which included giving her, like, diamonds and oh, wow. minerals. <laughs> oh, my and they God. actually turned it into an in-joke in the game. Um, so, yeah, I'm married to her at the moment, but then I accidentally got super friendly with one of the other goths in the village. Oh. How many goths are in this village? Th- there's three, and they all hang out together, so I'm oh, super okay, screwed enough. when they start talking. Um, and, like, I... I the only way you can max your friendship with some of the people is to give them flowers. Yeah. And I was curious to know if I could still do this and get the achievement for maxing out my friendship. So I gave him flowers. So now in my sort of profile, I have a wife and I have a boyfriend. <laughs> and oh, I really don't know how that's going to end up. 
And I, I, I'm kind of wondering how many Seems boyfriends like the and girlfriends ideal situation, I can have. right? Yeah. <laughs> You're the best of both worlds. Well, then it's like I go to the pub in the game at night and they're hanging out together, like playing pool with mm. each other. I'm just like, oh, man, this is going to wow. this is gonna turn <laughs> to shit real soon. Wow. <laughs> but it, it has a lot of personality. Uh, it's, but, it's a fantastic But game. really you're longing for the, uh, the alcoholic. Yeah. The, well, yeah, what, shame. A, what a tragic yeah. life. Who's also yeah. in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the saddest thing was that I wanted to marry him to rescue him from his horrible supermarket job. And oh, there's a story event where you fight back the corporation. He works for the corporation in their crappy supermarket. Oh, wow. And eventually you uh, you get rid, rid of their building and he gets to work on a farm. And I was so happy. I was like, yay, I finally rescued him. He gets and, to work in a brewery. It's by yeah. the sounds of <laughs> <laughs> it. Was, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a horrible commentary on life. <laughs> yeah. And there's a um, there's a guy who returns to the town after a year from being in the army. And I started making friends with him. And then he started sending me bombs through the post. What? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> just, just as gifts. And right. it's super weird. That it's in the army, insane. right? That's what yeah, yeah. people do. Here's a hand grenade. <laughs> I feel like there's laws against just sending explosives Yeah, the there should be, right? And my wife gives me bombs as well. It's really <laughs> what? weird. What the hell kind of game is this? Oh, what? it's perfect for children. Yeah. Feed a goth rocks, she'll send you a bomb. It's fine. And also I have this really terrible habit on, on Tuesdays in the game, all the women in the town go to the fitness center. <laughs> and they're all they're all there all day. So Jeez. every Tuesday, I make all these chocolate cakes, and then <laughs> go to the fitness center and just hand them out to everyone. Nice. And I just, it's, I mean, it doesn't affect work, anything. Ladies. It's it's just you know little things like that. Right. I actually so might have to buy this game. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so it's really good. I, I've spent I think 140 hours on it so far, and I haven't oh, finished it. Holy which crap! It's crazy. And yeah, it's it's made by one guy, which is amazing. Yeah. Mm. He does everything, and he's releasing new patches with new areas, new characters, everything. Is that inspirational to you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he spent four years on the game, but he's obviously put so much of his heart and soul into it yeah. and just loves the entire concept. Is there, like, can you see his personality through the game? Yes, definitely. That's just really Just cool. through the character designs, the writing, and it's really cool to see how um, the game evolved over time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it feels like a true indie game. Is this is it like a Minecraft situation where like user feedback makes a huge like yeah. impact on the game development, or is it more like this is my vision? Um, um, people were begging for the alcoholic guy to be marryable. Sure, so I mean, that- who wouldn't? <laughs> what a catch, you know. <laughs> but- so, so yeah, he's he, yeah, that's gonna happen, and just yeah, like. The community gets a lot of input into what okay. goes into the game, which is cool. really great. Yeah, I think I, to me that's a double-edged sword, there, right? <laughs> yeah, we we listen to a lot of player feedback, and we we put a lot of it in the game. But there's also a lot of player feedback if you put in the game for like Path of Exile. It we it would like it would kill the business, right? Yeah, like, it would just not be a game anymore. Yeah, and I um, think Minecraft ended up suffering quite a bit for that. Yes, just every time I'd play it, there was it was so different mm. from you know the the few months i'd spent away from it and mm-hmm. i just found it impossible to get back into because it, was, it had changed so much from you, just building you really l- risk losing the identity of a, of a yeah. game that way because everybody approaches it with a different vision and it, it i mean what they don't ne- necessarily realize what they like about the game when yeah. they they think they like a thing 
but they actually like a different thing and it's, <laughs> it's that like a deeper level and then they request something that is what they think they want that actually kills the thing that they actually want yeah you know um we see that more often than not yeah i mean i played minecraft to build things i didn't play it to go and play an rpg yeah this you know? it doesn't need an event like a an experience system and no like and this i mean is all it all he, seemed like a, he put in the whole um rpg aspects and ending and stuff but the ending was a forum post that he thought was really funny and it's just a huge philosophical rant that he put in as the ending <laughs> it's just why why go through all the effort if you're just going to troll your users well, i i heard that to get onto xbox a game needs an end Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> that was some sort of Xbox really? rule. That's what I've heard. Interesting. Sounds like a damn good solution to me. Yeah, he'd just be like, okay, here's, here's, here's the end. Here's post. Yeah. <laughs> you have to scroll to the bottom, you click accept, and then you win. <laughs> That's basically, isn't that the EULA? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and the, the end is just an EULA that you have to accept. Yeah. I love it. Um, so sorry, I think I interrupted you earlier, Severn. Oh. We were talking about un- oh yeah yeah yeah. Uncharted. I I, I got it. No, wait, what? With Uncharted. Oh, go on. To tell me whatever <laughs> you want to say. I don't um, know. what was it? Oh, oh I was a uh, huge Harvest Moon fan as well. How how do the dungeons factor into the uh, Stardew Valley? Um, so you you go and do mining in the dungeons. Mm. Um, for rocks. Which, yeah. Okay. <laughs> for rocks to feed to your goth girlfriend. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, Harvest Moon also had mining, right? There was a whole mine section, and you'd but got ore to you could, upgrade your tools. I don't think you could. Are there monsters in there? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is different. There's there wasn't combat in Harvest Moon. Mm. There is combat in this. This is something I learned. Yeah, the combat is a bit clunky. Um, mm. But it, there's 120 floors in one of the dungeons. Holy crap! And then you open another dungeon, which is infinite, but it's incredibly difficult. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of thought has been put into all these different aspects right. of the game. And you really can just play the game and go do the dungeons if you want and ignore mm. everything else. Or you can have a farm that's just, like, chickens and rabbits and <sighs> and stuff like that. But there are super weird events as well. Like, a witch can come to your farm and curse your animals. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, like, turn your chickens into demon chickens that Whoa. lay demon eggs. Uh, Whoa, that sounds, is, that sounds like a farm. And apparently you can. <laughs> I bet the goth chick loves oh. that. <laughs> Actually, the goth guy does, and that's how I got him to super love me. <laughs> demon egg. Yeah, I just take him a demon egg, nice. and he's like, wow, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I'm really hungry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember in Harvest Moon, um, the livestock in that game was... Well, I I remember there was like you could you get these like these elves that you could you had to like get their them to like you enough and it took forever to get them to like you enough mm-hmm. and then they would do work for you. Oh, and what you yeah. didn't get like golden tools from them? No, this at least this is the PlayStation version and also the oh, Game Boy Advance version. I think in the Super Nintendo version yeah, there was yeah. something else going That's on. The one I got in. But um, the elves in the later versions would work for you, but they were really inefficient, and and like this, so like you'd say go hard go water the plants. And they'd water like random squares of the plants, and you have these tools that get like huge water coverage, right? You'd like hold down the button, and you'd be able to do like nine by nine squares or even bigger potentially. But because they were water random squares over the course of the day, supposedly they would water everything yep. to a degree. <laughs> but I just didn't. I never trusted them enough to like. <laughs> I was like, "You guys are doing a terrible job. I've fed you so many eggs, and this is how you're paying me." It's just. So if there is there like a way to hire people in a uh, Stardew Valley? 
Um, your spouse does help out at the farm and Good. will water as, crops. As they should. Does Where does the uh, alcoholic <laughs> hang out, I wonder? <laughs> I guess I'll know next patch what he does. Like they, they, <laughs> Some of them do fix fences as well. Apparently there was a, a recent bug where your partner would just run at full speed through everything and destroy oh. all the tiles underneath accidentally. <laughs> wow. So people were just yeah. having their entire farms ruined by their husband or wife. Which Brilliant. Just, just running awful. around. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, there was, there was um, a level of uh, automation, isn't there? Like there are sprinklers and stuff that you yeah. can set up that will just Ooh, water yeah. stuff for That's you. That's cool. You could build like a greenhouse and stuff in Harvest Moon that I never quite got up to. I got real close. I, got, I think maybe even like, no... Maybe I did get the greenhouse built, but you couldn't get it to auto water or anything. Got real annoyed at that. Yeah, there's a greenhouse in this as well. And you, it, yeah. it breaks the game essentially. Just just because it, it makes everything easy. Yeah, because you can grow anything in yeah. there, and yeah, Pineapples. eventually money just becomes pointless, which I think they're trying to solve in the next patch. Interesting. Um, yeah, it sounds like a surprisingly deep game. Like it really when you is, see screenshots yeah. of it, you're just like, ah, oh, it's like a, it looks like an RPG maker the game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, do, I don't love the sprites in that game. No, I, I I don't know whether he did all the art or whether parts of it are just standard RPG maker stuff because uh-huh. some of it does feel that way. Right. But it does have an, a huge amount of personality. Mm. So we've got some questions, unless Severin wanted to talk more about Uncharted 5. No, no, I've got nothing. No? Leanne, did you want to? Actually, the one thing that Uncharted 4 that I really Uncharted, want to Uncharted see. F- did I say five? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> tell me more about Uncharted 5. I'm more interested in that. Wow. Well. <laughs> what's, what's coming in that one? Even better. For, I, I hear it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uncharted 4. There's one thing that I really want to see discouraged in sort of games that are that realistic, and that's like, don't give the characters cheeky smiles because it just it makes you fall in love with them. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Like the facial animation like is good... so it, so good, but you like the personality comes across so well now, mm-hmm. and just the little the little things in between the relationship between Nathan and Eleanor, and it's just like the cheeky smiles that he gives her, and just their weird mm. interactions. It's just like man, this. Have you like how, how far through are you finished it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I just <laughs> got onto the island, and um, that, oh, that, I know there's an island that. There. that that, it, it Don't worry, it's not like that. <laughs> but um, that couch scene with them, yeah, holy crap! Um, yeah, that that was really good. Oh, I heard something interesting. <laughs> They're playing Crash Bandicoot. Yes, yes, that entire scene is really cool. <laughs> that sounds great. But like, if if Nathan was in Stardew Valley, I wouldn't marry him because he sucks at video games. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, totally he's also. Right. I mean, he's also a, a mass murderer. I mean, he yeah, murdered hundreds of hundreds of people. <laughs> Um, once you finish playing Crash Bandicoot, it cuts to a like a wide shot of the couch, yeah. and Elena has her knees up, like tucked tucked right. in, and she's just grinning from ear to ear. But it looks so real. Yeah. You're like, holy yes. crap! Like I'm I'm looking at. Is there not in, Ca- in Kenny Valley film. going on? No, it, it's That's uh, impressive. It, well, not yeah. It looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I I, I saw some because you you've been linking me stuff about it like all week, <laughs> and um yeah, some of the like facial stuff. I was just like, holy crap! This is like an actual actor. Like yeah, it's it's so subtle that mm-hmm. it's just it, it's something that I haven't seen in in any other game. That developer, I mean, Naughty Dog. Yeah, yeah. they they do f- incredible work. I I mean, I've only played a little tiny bit of the previous Uncharted games. I think mm-hmm. I played like maybe. A, five minutes of the first Uncharted maybe. yeah the, the last but, of us was fantastic yeah. too yeah I haven't played that one but people can, I know right Dude. I know I know <laughs> hey, man. Oh, wait wait for the PC 
Wait for the PC. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, a joke, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Um, uh, like there are. I I feel like they must just like have the best talents in the industry. They just put out phenomenal work, and it's not like you know seven years between games. It's you know the, every couple mm. years they release the best game ever. You know. Yeah. Can you see? Um, like things they've learned from The Last of Us, um, like brought into this and expanded upon, kind of thing. You're gonna hate me for this, but they're doing more Grand Theft Auto y stuff. <laughs> it it to, to me, it feels that okay. way. Okay, go so, on. So, um, using level of detail models, that kind of thing, right? And and like switching from one to another seamlessly is huge in that game. Mm. And, and like with the open world elements, you you see how they use lods in the distance. That's cool. Um, there was actually an art talk. Lodges in level of detail. Yep. Okay. Yes. If you're an insider, you call <laughs> right. them lodges. <laughs> That's right, kids. Now you're insiders too. <laughs> oh shit. Um, Come on, yeah, inside. They're, they're, they're doing. They're, they're doing <laughs> That's more. That's so creepy. <laughs> they're, they're doing more Grand Theft Auto we think, um, which is awesome because it expand. Like you can build off that. There's more tools mm. for so for the developer. Pro- prostitutes. Uh, next, <laughs> may, maybe an Uncharted Five. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? Is, what, is this I'm, the end of... Uh, I think that's what they said. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. I can't spoil the game because that would be really right. unfair. Um, it does have a definitive ending. So if they did another one, would you be excited about a different, completely new characters? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, like I really enjoyed the game. And in terms of Last of Us, I, I do think that they took... Um, Maybe some of the design cues that they used in that game and brought them over, especially for stuff on the island and mm. just ruined buildings and that were mm. beautiful. Well, and yeah. I, re- I really like how climbing around, it feels really seamless. Mm. You know, you haven't got huge highlighted bricks sticking out right. of a wall that are like obvious. Oh, yeah, I have to climb here. It's really subtle. Oh, really does, it, does it do the, like, I mentioned this with Tomb Raider, how everything interactable had a, like, a white paint Yes, like that's what thing, it like, does. Yeah, uh, yeah, which right, is yeah. kind of weird because on cliff faces, it just feels like that's where seagulls sat and like it just pooped yeah. everywhere. <laughs> which is like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if white paint is the best choice for, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for supposedly abandoned islands, but it works. It must be a seagull's nest. I'm gonna. <laughs> I should put my hand right there. <laughs> um, talking about the climbing though, um, it, it, it's really cool when when you kind of grab onto a ledge and you would push your uh, moving like joystick mm-hmm. one way to, to like another ledge and you can actually see like his arm kind of reaching out right to, to wherever you're pointing yeah and if it's close enough he'll just grab it and move over mm. to that thing like mm. you know in, in tomb raider it was a thing of like you'd have to just push a direction she there was no visual feedback mm. and you'd just press jump and then she would leap yeah. that direction yeah it, whereas in, in uncharted you're actually seeing where you're moving to mm. um so because his arm fumble you, around a little you, bit you're basically mm-hmm. Pointing his arm around. Right. Yeah. Um, I know that um, the Kotaku Australia editor, uh, Mark Serrells, uh, he's an avid rock climber, and he really enjoyed the rock climbing. Oh, dude. That's cool. It's, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Um, and he moves really well, too. So let's move on to some questions. Unless there's, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> she was just getting into it there. <laughs> you can talk about his movement time. if you want. But uh, do you want to talk about his movement? Um... No. <laughs> Actually, the one, okay, one more thing on okay. Uncharted. <laughs> Go on. Because you have a, you usually have another character with you. And yep. when you need to move past them, it doesn't just like 
clip through them or anything. Right. If you're on a rock face, you can climb on their back. Oh wow! And just sit there, <laughs> <laughs> like like grab onto them. Yeah, yeah, and that's just a really cool. Do addition. they do? Is there any banter when that yeah. happens? Like back and forth? Are they yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Doing? If you just hang onto them for long enough, do they just fall off? I would hope so. But yeah, I, haven't tried. I would expect that. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool. Okay, so we've got some questions. We asked some questions on. Something? Facebook? 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 Uh, Facebook? Facebook? Okay, Facebook. <laughs> uh, so we asked some questions on Facebook, um, and we got two of them? Two questions? Uh, but only one was one from of them, Stephen. Yeah, only one of them actually made it to the page in front of me. Right. What was the, <laughs> other, what was the other question? I'd... Was that the one from Josh asking what it's like to work with man-children? Oh, I don't think I saw that. Okay. <laughs> Well, what what is it like working with Josh? <laughs> I have a question from Josh. What's it like to work with man children? Don't you work with him? Yeah, and see, so, I, was, <laughs> I responded to him by saying I get by by making his girlfriend shave his beard and hair in really terrible ways. So, <laughs> you know, it, it works. Nice. Uh, um, I haven't really worked with any man children. I, I mean, work almost exclusively with man children. <laughs> <laughs> I I think there's kind of this perception that. Surely, if you're working in games, you probably work with intense nerds who may not be the best people to work with, but I haven't encountered that. Everyone I've worked with has been pretty cool. Still intense nerds, though. But Oh, yeah, pretty, but pretty there's cool, nothing so. wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so this is from Stephen Knightley, who was the head of the... Um, he's head now, yeah. He's he is? Okay, I know he was for a while. What is Ben Kenobi doing? He's still yeah. in charge of stuff, like... Yeah. Are they sort of dual... They just switch they, it up now. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they both seem to have the same title, I think. Yeah. So he asks, um, "Hi, longtime fan, first time caller. That's like the <laughs> like the radio. Um, <laughs> how has your art style progressed over the years, and how would you describe it and its influences nowadays? And are you confident answering this question? Uh, have you found a style or voice that you've continued? Um, when I first started, I only worked in pixel art because of the time constraints and I really didn't feel like I could do anything better than that. Okay. But now I work in sort of like full vector art or just hand painted environments. Right. And I'm much quicker at what I do. So I mm -hmm. feel like I can get my ideas across better. Um, is there somewhere where people can actually see your work? Yep. On my Tumblr, which I guess we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll link. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's actually already been linked when I um, talked about, Oh, we'll link it having again. you on, yeah. But we'll link it again. It's cool. Uh, yeah, because right, yeah. I mean, I, I'll say my name out loud, and then people will spell it wrong, and you know. Yeah. Um, also, also apparently, my name dot com is now a Japanese drunk driving website. So, Ooh. I, yeah. Can we go to that? No. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll go after the podcast. I want to see that though. Oh, also, um, you worked on the uh, cover of our. Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah logo, yeah, of yeah. course. Like, yeah. Thank oh. you for that. Oh, we, sh we should have like. Um, so buried the lead there. We should yeah, actually <laughs> the the amazing image of us um, f battling on a couch mm -hmm. over a controller. By the way, I'm winning. So well, hell yeah. I'm holding the controller. Uh, you're you're kicking Severn in the face, aren't you? Is that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me, what does winning look like to you? Because it doesn't, sure doesn't look like being kicked in the face. Um, Having a boot in the face. That's <laughs> that's what's winning. Okay. Um, so uh, Leanne did the, that art. And it looks fantastic. Mm. Um, and she did it for free, I think. So thank you. <laughs> I think I did it for one beer. So that's all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't contribute to that. So <laughs> yeah. no, I, 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 I've, I've already paid the beer. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. you, Blake. 
That's right. Um, you owe I'll, me. A, you, now you owe, owe me a beer. A, I owe you <laughs> <laughs> at least a third of a beer. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That, I I really like that image, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So we'll we'll send we'll put a link to some of your games and oh your games by the way are disgusting. <laughs> um, for anybody who wants to play like the grossest games, Leanne's games are horrible but amazing. Um, so we'll put a link to those. Uh, we've got. So sorry, I want to. I want to hear the rest of your answer to this. Um, so, did, uh, yeah, uh, do you feel like you found a style? Like, is yeah. it, is it the the painterly? Yeah. Of... So generally, I work in Flash um, mm -hmm. for my games, and then I'm now confident enough with my animation that I can pull rigs from my other work, and then you know put new sprites on them. Right. And it, it is having that whole library of, of stuff I've done in the past right. to work off. Which I guess you're not really supposed to do in game jams, but yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> who cares? Shortcuts. Um, Everyone takes them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just my super early pixel stuff wasn't really in my style. It was more like, how do I do this the quickest way possible? Um, and looking back on my old games, I I just sort of cringe. I guess mm -hmm. I would really like to redo some of them in what I feel would be a better style. Right. Every artist, I think, feels. Oh like yeah, that. totally. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's completely natural. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. As, any any field really, as you get better at what you're doing, yeah. You look back at what you did, and you go, ugh, what was I thinking? Yeah. It's also a good feeling too, because you're like, wow, I've actually progressed. I'm actually better now than. You know, you look at you look at something you did in the past that you're like, this was the best I yeah. did, and now you you look at it now and go, oh man, that I can do so much better now, and it's it's a good feeling. Have yeah, yeah. I think a turning point for me was working on. Um, we had a campaign up on Boosted, which is New Zealand Kickstarter for a game based on Tanya Jade's artwork, and she's mm -hmm. a New Zealand artist who does a lot of sort of gothy stuff. She's been pretty well known for a large number of years. And I was doing, I was basically converting her artwork into a game and someone else was doing the programming. And I had to do everything in that hand painted and mm. basically copy a style, right. which really taught me how to sort of get my my own style across better and how to animate properly. Mm. And that was, that was definitely the turning point for me. Why was it that trying to mimic someone else's style made you better understand your own? Um... I think it was because I wanted to impress her because <laughs> I was so, I really like her artwork and mm -hmm. it was wanting, she didn't know anything about game design or programming or anything, but I knew that she really wanted to see her artwork come to life. Yeah. And I wanted to impress her with that. I wanted to show her, look, this is what your characters would look like moving around on the right. screen. And in turn, that made me look at my own work and my own artwork and think, Hey, this I can actually do this. Right. You know, I'm not terrible at this. And the techniques you learn yeah. to impress her can yeah, be applied exactly. elsewhere. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Um we'll ask one more question. I think we've got time for one more. I've got some questions oh, too. Yeah. Go go right ahead. <laughs> um Severn, how, jump how, in. How is Flash? Um Okay, so I use Flash eight from like nineteen ninety nine. Mm -hmm. uh, back when it was still macromedia mm -hmm. because it's really quick and it's not bogged down with all the crap that is in it now. Yep. Um, I love it for animation. Um, it does what I want it to do without it taking forever. Mm -hmm. um, I, it, I probably will upgrade to Clip Studio, which I hear is fantastic for vector drawing and animation. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, that'll be when it drops in price from being four hundred dollars or whatever it is mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. It's uh, Pirate Bay. It's a, it's a <laughs> I haven't heard. I don't know what that is. Is that some like? Is that about like sailing? Yeah, it's about Pirates of the Caribbean. It's Johnny Depp fan site. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I've been there. Yeah, you can get all the movies there if you wanted. I'm, I'm a Depp head. <laughs> is, is that a thing? It sounds like it this now. A thing. <laughs> I, I hope it's a thing. Deadhead. Well, have you have you thought of looking into um, Unity and Unreal? Yeah, so I've, I'm starting to learn Unity, mm-hmm. um, and mostly just for the 2D stuff because I use Game Maker for my games. Yeah, which, which is great, but I find it it gets very limited when I want to put in lots of flashy effects. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have really nice looking lighting and things like that and the movement is based on sprite sheets rather than you know any other system like sort of puppeting which would be a bit more efficient Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm hoping to learn unity well enough that i can use it in game jams and really sort of (laughs) use it quickly as well because Mm -hmm. that is one of the downfalls of it very cool but game maker is just so quick like and it's so accessible as well Mm. which is what i really needed and some great games to be made on it. Yeah, like, I mean, um, it's Miami. Games. Yeah, Hotline Miami, Miami. Um, yeah. Gunpoint, uh, Undertale, which is a fantastic game as well. Mm. Um, and this, I mean, uh, Vlambeer works exclusively in Game Maker. Oh, He's actually wow. in New Zealand next week. Yeah, I guess I should pimp I out that. the meetup that's happening next week as well. Um, so, yeah, if anyone wants to meet. Rami, then he's he'll be at the IGDA sort of dinner at Elliot Stables next Wednesday night at oh. six PM. Yeah, and then they um, go to the Bluestone room and everyone talks to him and and has little orgasms over it <laughs> about how cool he is. Little little orgasms, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only just tiny ones. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, did you have more questions, Severin? Oh, good. Did you want to have a little orgasm? <laughs> I'll save that later. <laughs> <laughs> Just after the podcast. Okay. Um, so we have one more question. This is pretty important. Um, hot or cold pizza? Cold. Wrong. I'm sorry. No. What? So, sounds um, sounds we'll like the right podcast. answer to me. This, is, this, is, this one's over. <laughs> podcast over. We'll delete it. Okay. Um, uh, I will clarify on that that only some pizza is good cold. Like how pizza is really good cold. Uh, pizza hot pizza is good cold. How about Sal's? Sal's pizza I, I is just not good in general. I can't deal what? with Sal. Yeah. What? Mom, it's too salty night, and like yeah. you, you hold up a slice and stuff drips off it. Yeah. And oh, just so not you have to wring it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that would not be good cold. Oh, y'all, but... y'all don't know good pizza. <laughs> y'all don't know good. How about crust? <laughs> Apparently the crust no, here crust. closed down. Yep. You know why? Because. It's not very good. I'm going <laughs> to fight you. Hey, man, you tried it and you said this is pretty good. Yeah, so did we talk about this on the podcast? I don't think so. So me and, me, me and Nick were talking pizza one day, as we as we do, and he says <laughs> to me, day. oh, man, the best pizza I've ever had was from Crust. And I was like, okay, that's interesting because the worst pizza I've ever had was from <laughs> Crust. And uh, one time before the podcast, we went to a, a Crust pizza place that's down the road, uh, and even Nick was like, this place looks a little dodgy because it turns out it was a crust express. Yeah. That doesn't, <clears throat> it doesn't have the same menu as normal crust. Yeah. Um, it, it's some sort of like, I don't know, like sub brand or like, it's just like a, off a, brand. a, a cut down version. Yeah. Of it was, it was real weird. And, um, and what's weird is well, what's, what's bad is 
crust the crust express is a cut down version of crust in new zealand which is a cut down version of crust in australia so you're <laughs> oh, getting so like you're getting a, a fraction of a fraction yeah. of the quality of what i actually am so used to it, even after after looking at the place and looking at the menu yeah. we decided to order it on the, by a phone <laughs> from another <laughs> suburb over yeah. and and when he ordered it on the phone like, uh, just get the one down your street and we're like uh we don't we don't want to. Yeah, we want the good ones. And so like, okay. Yeah. And that, that was actually okay. That was, that was uh, all right. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. 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 Just okay. It was just okay. He's a liar. <laughs> Blake's a liar. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so they have crust in Australia and they have like flavors like Singaporean chili crab, which is just insane. I don't That's, know if crab should be on a pizza. Yeah. It, I don't, this I don't is, know I, it should definitely be. should. I'm telling you right now because it was amazing. Um, <laughs> They had like uh, Vietnamese pulled pork. That sounds pretty and, good. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, this man. express had nothing like that. It was just like ham and cheese, or uh. that's kind of it. <laughs> we we got the um, <clears throat> I think of the peri peri. Uh, yeah, actually, that was and, that was really good. And the feta and all of it squares. was like yeah, no, it was good. Yeah. I mean, it's no Hell's Pizza though. It's better than Hell's. You're right. Thank you. So I'm going to blow your right. minds right That's now. It's probably. not Hell's Pizza. It's Hell Pizza. That's true. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Everyone says no, it wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I told someone this, and they, they typed in Hell's Pizza, and I said, no, it's Hell Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, you're, you're lying. No. no. no but everyone's no like, should we get Hell's Pizza? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Because hell <laughs> Hell doesn't own the pizza. You're buying it from them. Hell Pizza, yeah. That's why it's weird that it's Domino's. Does it, is there an apostrophe in Domino's? Pretty sure there is. Yeah. Or is it Domino Pizza? I'm pretty sure it's Domino's, right? I, there's an apostrophe, right? I'm pretty it's, sure there's an apostrophe. It's not Pizza Hut's, is it? <laughs> it's pizza, pizza the Hut. It's That's definitely it Sal's. It's not just Sal Pizza. <laughs> yeah. That Sal Pizza doesn't sound good. That sounds like saliva pizza. Oh, well, it basically is. Like, the amount of <laughs> liquid that's in it. Yeah. So that's probably the end of the podcast, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, at, uh, and we'll probably talk about Prophecy. Uh, oh yeah, we just announced it, and I'm sure there's going to be more news out by then. Have you guys? You've worked on that a lot, right? I've. We've all been um, working on Blake. I haven't. What, oh no, no. I, I had nothing to do. This is like one of the only things I, I've had nothing to do with. It's crazy. I have written every single prophecy for prophecy. Oh, <laughs> send your complaints. <laughs> so, so if if you're if if you're looking at prophecy news or you're playing prophecy, I don't know when this will actually come out or when okay. prophecy will even come out for that matter. Um, wait, we've announced the date for prophecy, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. there's a countdown time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so this this should probably be out by the time prophecy's out. Cool. Or that that we'll talk about prophecy anyway. If you have complaints, direct them at Blake. He didn't do anything on it, and he should have. So um, we'll see you in a couple weeks. See ya. Bye. Um, Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain has a horse in it with the best horse physics because you can make the horse take a shit on people's heads. Oh, All right. <laughs> it's, it's got, is that physics though or is that AI? Well, what, I mean, is, the horse what? itself is pretty good. Okay. But the fact that you can command your horse to like take a dump on people who are How dead. How are the poo physics? Yeah. That's really the question. It's, yeah. Good. I thought they were better than Ark Survival okay. poo physics, which right. were weird. Oh, Didn't yeah. have good poo yeah. physics? Almost. Yeah, did I, I told you guys that the dinosaurs poop, and you can tell it to poop on command. Yeah. No, you yeah. didn't so you tell me this. Them? Yeah. I, I yeah.
It just it just creates a ball basically, yeah, a brown ball that you can then pick up. Does it roll around? Yeah, it just rolls downhill. And just and the stuff. humans, just just that's not real. Yeah, uh, I felt like in that game it was more of a fetish thing. It was just kind of weirding me out, and I stopped playing because it was just like I don't want to. I'm running from a dinosaur and my character is crapping herself. Oh, yeah, that's like, right. I forgot the, the humans place. poop as well yeah, randomly. Just that's now and then, for weird. no reason. Randomly. Yeah, yeah. You never mentioned I never mentioned that. Yeah, because you'll just be walking around and you'll hear... <laughs> yes. From your character? Yeah, from yeah. your character. And you'll turn around and there's like a turd just rolling and, along. And it says, you have defecated, doesn't it? Yeah. It, yeah.